Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Uh, first little shout out to Ireland. You're up to 17% of my audience. Not that that's a lot of you, but I'm thankful. I'm going to talk about something, um, and it sounds a little dramatic here, but it's our life and death relationship with China. Sounds dramatic, but uh, hold with me. Let me make my case before you decide I'm crazy. Oh, I've had a relationship with China for 53-ish years. I started off as an extractive metallurgist. I was actually just an engineering assistant at the time at a copper smelter when I was 19. I've worked all over the world making metals, watched dozens of plants in the U.S. shut down. I've literally witnessed the dying of an energy, dying of an industry that used to employ millions. Most of it went to China. A lot of it is, you know, our own doing. But China had a heavy hand in what happened. And I'm going to reveal some some critical weaknesses that we have in our struggle against China. We have a fatal flaw that makes us vulnerable to China. You know, if, if we lost all those jobs and it was fair competition, that would be one thing. And, you know, they just outcompeted us. But it's more complicated than that. And there's, there's things like, yeah, they don't do the environmental rules like we do, and they don't pay their workers, and um, don't care about safety or worker rights. And, yeah. You could go on with the list. But that's not the critical flaw. Now, when I say this, you're going to think I'm nuts. But I don't think I am. See, China doesn't have to make profits on something to do it. For instance, if they want to build an aluminum plant that's the biggest in the world and sell below their cost, they can do that and subsidize it um, by their other industries. They can just decide that's what they're going to do. Now, if that puts American plants out of business, um, you know, they pull out their second set of books and that nobody in their right mind believes, but it they go through the motions and they get away with it. So, why is that connected to our fatal flaw? That's what they do. And you can do your own research on that. I don't really care to document that for you. You can take my word for it or you can go look it up. 
But why is that? What's our critical flaw that we can't respond to that? Our flaw is the idea that something has no value if it has no profit. If it doesn't contribute to GDP, we don't do it. And it's it's deep in our psychic. I mean, when they argue bills before Congress, they argue about the impact on the GDP. If you're going to give universal health care, what's the argument? Oh, it's going to affect our GDP. It's going to de- affect the profitability of America. We can't afford it. That's another way of saying that. If it's not profitable, it's not worth doing. Well, why is that like a critical... Um, Flaw. I mean, like if you have a, you know, a hero and he's fighting the villain, why is that our critical flaw? So, let's let's do a hypothetical thing, and it's not actually going to be very hypothetical. If you need something and it's life and death, say like a COVID mask, would you want to depend on a fellow American working somewhere in this country or the Communist Party? Notice how I I phrase that. I didn't say, would you rather depend on an American or a Chinese worker? Because I I think, you know, you strip the crap away. Everybody's pretty much the same, and we're all good people. We're all trying to be. We we get trot, caught in um, belief systems and we're not very flexible. We're rigid and our thinking goes down the tube. But if you had to have something that your life depends on, do you want it to be that pers- that thing be in the hands of an American living on our shores, some guy working in a plant in Nevada, or a plant that's controlled by the Communist Party in China. And you can believe that it's a capitalist system, but it's a very um, warped capital system. Ours is warped too, it's just warped in a different way. Um, But if you're dependent on something, where do you want it to come from? Well, are there critical supplies that we depend on? Oh, let's take uh, rare earth elements. Do you think your cell phone is, like, critical? Do you think if we didn't have them, it would be kind of life and death stuff would happen because we didn't have cell phones? Um, You like electric cars? You need strong electromagnets? Those help out, rare earths help out there too. Make them possible. So, you know, you can look into it and you'll find out, in fact, there's a bill that Trump's administration passed. They identified 37 
commodities that are critical to our life in America that are controlled by unfriendly people, most of them China, Russia, Middle East, blah, blah, blah. So who, who's mostly dealing with this shortage of critical supplies? You might be surprised, the military-industrial complex. I've been privy to a few inside conversations, and I'm working on a magnesium plant right now, trying to bring it back to America from China. Our military-industrial complex. Well, in some ways, that's a lot more reassuring than uh, Trump working on them. Trump's administration because there's a little more stability and you know until we fire all the good generals there's some you know tradition there and I, I generally do think their intentions are noble but I don't agree with their tactics so how has the military industrial complex been dealing with the Chinese Um, you heard the bill they just passed about uh, Hong Kong and we're not going to give them favored nation status. Uh, you've probably heard about we've sent Navy vessels into the South China Sea so they don't uh, make that sea their own. Uh, we posture with Taiwan. Uh, we tell them they shouldn't have... Um, Muslims uh, in camps in the north. Uh, we're upgrading our nuclear arsenal to the tune of trillions of dollars. And just read the news. I mean, we're our military is doing what our military has done for ever since I've been alive. They're posturing and looking tough, and they are tough, and they're strong. But think about it. How does that bring rare earths back to America? Magnesium plants back to America. We can't go there because of our biggest weakness. Our devotion to everything being profitable. Of course there's exceptions to that. Uh, a bank too big to fail. Uh, quantitative easing um, easy cash to our big corporations um, pretty much keeping the stock market afloat with um, liquidity and low interest rates that's, that's all um, subsidies and it's a way of supporting something and still on the surface, keeping the rule that everything has to be profitable. And, you know, we can extend unemployment and make a big deal about how noble we are. Um, and that kind of breaks the rule of everything has to be profitable. But we keep it, we keep it short. You know, we put a timetable on it because that's breaking a really important rule. Well, what if you had to break that rule for a long time? 
What if you had to double the price of cell phones to generate a rare earth industry in the United States? What if you only took what Trump started to do with the tariffs? Trouble is, our industries have gone so far down the tube that they actually can't supply America anymore. Um, so it's got to be a little more sophisticated plan than that. But what if we're willing to subsidize the commodities, the materials that are critical to our way of life, that are perhaps actually life and death to America, its people, its future. Now, I know you can't go through and do that completely nonpartisan to go through and say what's really important for our lifestyle. I mean, that we can't agree on the, you know, wearing a face mask, so I'm sure that's way beyond our ability level as a country right now. And I don't think it's the Democrats have any edge on doing that over the Republicans. In fact, I might give a slight edge to the Republicans, or at least the Republicans that used to exist. I don't know what these Trump guys are. They're not Republicans. Um, But it doesn't change the need to sit down and have a serious conversation and say, what's critical to our lifestyle? And in whose hands are we going to put those critical supplies? And we have to be willing to break the rule that everything has to be profitable. We've got to get it right out on top of the table. This is not going to be profitable for a long time. It can be life and death. It can be essential to our long-term well-being. But it's not going to be profitable probably for decades. Now, once we make that jump that something doesn't have to be profitable for us to do it, there's a lot of other issues that you have to come to the table on, like health care, like having equal education to all students. Those are not profitable things, at least in the short haul. In the long haul, I think they're, you know, make us stronger and ensure our future but they're not you can't sell them on the profit basis so we have this critical flaw that GDP is our God it's a religion we worship it it's what we think is the right way to run a country Well, it's not working out for us. And I've been watching China and been kind of a in their steamroller my whole career. Um, and they're now getting big and strong enough that um, they're going to start steamrolling over more people than just the minerals feel. 5G is an example. The ch- China is coming. Do we want our future tied up 
and held in the hands of the communists. We have another religion there, free trade. Well, it's not really free trade, uh, nor fair trade with China. And I think Trump's got that right. Uh, I hate to give him credit for anything, but I think he's actually got that right. Um, so we're in a, in my opinion, and I don't think I'm a complete wacko, we're kind of in a long-term life-death struggle with China. And it's not about the military. It's not about destroyers going in the South China Sea. Um, not that that's not a problem in its own right. I'm not diminishing it, but it's not in the same league. Um, and cutting off Hong Kong, I don't know how that helps the Hong Kong people, giving them favored trade status. I don't... We're not helping them. We're hurting them. We gave them the only leverage... We took away the only leverage they had. But anyway, I want everyone to think about this relationship we're in with China. And I sure wish I could hear from y'all. And I could have your feedback. But that's the ancient Texan that's been working now for 53 years on this. And I think we're in an unhealthy relationship that we need to seriously think about getting out of. We've got an abusive partner that does not have our best interest at heart. And we have people trying to solve the problem that are not addressing the core issues. Anyway, hate to be a bummer here, but this is the ancient Texan. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.